everyone, and welcome back to the Redbeard Outdoors podcast. I am Jonathan, your host, and here at Redbeard Outdoors, I talk about faith, family, fitness, and the outdoors. Today being Saturday, I have an amazing guest for you guys, awesome conversation. And then on Tuesdays, we have gear reviews, tinkering Tuesdays, gear that I have enjoyed running, things that I enjoy using and want to share with you. And any gear that I have discount codes for, I share that with you as well. Check out the description down below as you guys are getting your last minute gear for hunting season, whether that be bow or rifle, whatever it may be. Definitely check that out down below. But guys, today I have Kevin Torres on and Kevin is known as Dad Bod Wad on Instagram. And he is just a, an amazing individual that I wanted to share uh, his story with you. And Kevin is just one of those guys. He lives in the city and has found a way to make fitness work so that he can be a better dad, can be a better husband, can really enjoy life to its fullest. And he keeps things simple, guys. You don't have to have a full-blown gym. He talks about that and uh, keeping your nutrition simple so you don't have to go down crazy rabbit holes and fad diets, etc., he goes over all of that in today's episode, so definitely stay tuned. But before we get into that conversation with Kevin, I do want to give a shout out to First Form Outdoors. Guys, I absolutely love this community. First Form Outdoors and First Form provides the best supplements on the market, hands down. You can also get protein sticks, which is basically meat sticks or jerky, and you can also get protein, the best post-workout on the market. You can get your greens, you can get your multivitamin, whatever it is that you may need for supplementation. Shoot me a message. I'd be more than happy to walk you through it. Hop on the phone with you real quick and help you out, walk you through what you need. And also guys, the company believes in its product so much. It's 110% money back guaranteed. Yes, 110%. If you don't like it, if you don't like a flavor, Reach out to customer support and they will make sure that you are taken care of because if it's not something that you enjoy drinking, you're not going to keep drinking it. And if you're not drinking it, you're not getting the benefits of whatever the product is that you're getting. So we want to make sure you're taken care of. Guys, First Form and First Form Outdoors for any of your supplementation needs. Check out the link down below. You get free shipping on anything over $75. And like I said, 110% money back guaranteed. So tell me that's not a company that believes in their product. Guys, with that being said as well, you want to check out First Form Outdoors Facebook group. The link is also down below. Let them know Redbeard sent you and Redbeard's Fit Crew on Facebook. Guys, I'd love to have you in the crew. An amazing group of individuals that just want to get better on a day-to-day basis. Now, without further ado, let's get into this conversation with Kevin Dad Bod Wad. All right, everybody. Welcome back. I have an amazing guest here with Kevin Torres, and he is a fantastic individual. I've been following his stuff for a while, and then we got connected through GoRuck as well, where we really started to chat. And uh, Kevin here does amazing things. You can tell by his uh, page if you go check it out. Uh, dad Bod Wad. So he definitely doesn't have the typical Dad Bod. He's uh, you know he's pretty jacked and and does very simple fitness, which I appreciate. And we were kind of chatting about this beforehand. Um, simple is sustainable. And I preach that in my group. I preach that to anyone that I talk to start with small and simple steps. And Kevin gets out and gets after it on a concrete patio right there where he lives. So, um, definitely go check his stuff out. But Kevin, for those who don't know who you are, who are you? Thanks so much for having me on Jonathan. Really? It's it's an honor and a pleasure to be on the show and to share, um, my, my story with you guys. Um, yeah, so I'm a, you know, the founder and head coach of the Forging Lead Fathers, where we, you know, we specifically help busy dads go from dad bod to fit dad and, you know, lose 20 plus pounds without the fasting, without cutting carbs, without sacrificing family time. Because, you know, what what what, what most dads struggle with is, you know, most dads are, are, are in poor health, poor shape, right? And because they just don't know like what to do with their limited time. And, you know, the things that used to work for them in their 20s no longer work for them now in their 30s and 40s. And then they they think that there's something wrong with them when there's nothing wrong with them or even the methods that worked in the past. It's just they don't align with your current lifestyle today. So there's nothing wrong with bodybuilding splits or keto or Zumba or fasting, but they just might not work for you now as a busy dad. And so um, we try to like sift through all that noise and really make it simple with just like you know, short high intensity interval training, full body workouts, 
a super sustainable nutrition protocol, and then of course a community of like-minded dads who are all striving to uh, uh, you know get into amazing shape and create a legacy of health and fitness not only for themselves but for generations to come. But before that, I was uh, you know a middle school vice principal. I'm a, I'm a dad of three little girls myself. I have a, an almost seven-year-old, a five-year-old, and a two-year-old. She just turned two. Married, and I'm a New York City native. And uh, yeah, just uh, hanging out here in Brooklyn. No, that's awesome. That that's that's amazing, and I, it it really does. I I don't know. I guess I'm I'm kind of searching for the words here, but to be a a girl dad and have only girls, it takes a special father to be able to do that because, um, you know, I'm definitely a little bit different. I, I def, I encourage my daughter to, or my daughters to be strong, but I'm definitely a little bit more caring with them than I am my boys. And Mm -hmm. so it takes a lot more, uh, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. Not necessarily patience because it's almost natural to be more patient with your daughters and more loving in that kind of caring way than it is to be with, with sons. Uh, I know yeah. with my son, I'm just like, yeah, suck it up, get over it. Whereas with my daughter, I'm like, okay, we can sit down and talk about it. And you know, <laughs> and it's not a, it's not an intentional thing. It just, it is, it just happened. And I right. have to catch myself every once in a while and be like, am I being unfair here? But, <laughs> um, but that, that's really awesome. Uh, so, you know, with this whole idea of helping, helping dads with their fitness, uh, keeping it simple and sustainable and helping them towards their goals. I love that you say, you know, just because it's worked in the past doesn't mean that you're broken because it's not working now. Um, there are plenty of dads out there that are definitely trying to work and provide for their families and even provide to where their wives can stay at home. They don't need dual incomes. Uh, what is kind of your approach to that? I mean, what, how do you, how do you approach dads that need that kind of help, the training, uh, for whenever, you know, they're just too busy to go spend an hour and a half at the gym a day. Yeah. And it, the, it, it's really, really simple. Like the, the first is we need to overcome some myths around fitness, right? Like I said at the top that, you know, that something is wrong with you. If, you know, a lot of guys I talk to are like, man, I just, I just like motivation or I like discipline. And it's like, no, you don't. What you're trying to do though, is you're trying to be keto while your family is eating pasta and macaroni and pizza and bread and crackers. It's hard to be keto in that environment. So yeah, it might've worked for you in your 20, but you just can't do it now when pizza's in your face all day, every day. So again, there's nothing wrong with you. You're just trying something that doesn't work for you and your current lifestyle. So like myth number one is often like, you think getting into great shape takes 60 to 90 minutes a day at the gym, right? And yes, again, when you were 20 and single and had unlimited time, you could do the bro splits, chest Mondays, back Tuesdays, right? Legs Wednesdays or never legs, right? Everyone skips legs. But, you know, you could do those bro splits for 60 minutes a day and and, and get great results. But again, as a busy dad, you don't have the luxury of a 20 minute commute, an hour at the gym, another 20 minute commute, then a shower. Like no wife is like, yeah, go take three hours every single day out of the day just for yourself to go to the gym. And so you have to bust that myth and teach guys that you can get into great shape with short 15, 20 minute full body workouts from the comfort of your home with minimal to no equipment if necessary. Like, are you going to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger? Probably not. But are you going to be healthier and and fitter than your peers? 100% yes, right? Um, And so the second myth that we have to bust is like the whole nutrition thing, right? That, you know, you think that to get into great shape, to lose weight, you have to have like a rigid and boring diet of like chicken and broccoli. And it's like, not true. You can literally eat whatever you want as long as it's within your calorie goals, right? So like if you want Oreos every single day, sure. As long as you treat your calorie goals like a like a monetary budget, like if I say, hey, Jonathan, you only have $100 to spend every single day. I don't want you to go above that. I don't care how you spend it though. You want to spend $5 on breakfast and $75 on dinner? That's on you. If you want to spend $50 on lunch, well, then you're probably not going to have that much left over for dinner, right? So like, but as long as you don't spend more than $100, we're good to go, man. And so, you know, that's another thing that we have to teach our, our members. And then the third thing that we have to teach our members is that, you know, a lot of guys our age, dude, you know, it's that lone wolf mentality. You know, you get married, you have a couple of kids, you start, you stop hanging out with your friends as much. And now you're like, I could do this on my own. I can do everything on my own. And it's like, eh, you know, not, not true. Like you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And if your friends and your family aren't prioritizing their health and fitness, 
well, then neither are you. So it's helpful to be surrounded by a group of like-minded guys who are going through a similar process, who also want to achieve a certain level of, you know, fitness or health or success in other areas of their life. And, you know, even on, you know, online communities. And uh, so like, we always tell our guys like, you know, let go of the lone wolf mentality and like embrace like that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with and surround yourself with like-minded guys. So those are the three main things that I would say, like the, the working out thing, the nutrition thing, and then like the community piece. hundred percent. No, I definitely agree with that. Cause it's, uh, it's, I love that you talked about calories, like a budget and, and we'll get into that a little bit too. But, um, I agree that you're very crunched for time, especially if you work a nine to five. And even if you are, the other way where I wish I could get paid to be a stay at home dad. Um, I'm working towards that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if, if you're a stay at home dad and your wife is the breadwinner, or if you both work or, you know, there's always something there's never really, you're, if you have kids, you're not necessarily going to be able to have that time. Like you said, in your twenties where you go and hang out with the bros and you spend two to three minutes between sets and you spend an hour and a half, two hours at the gym and you're looking at yourself in the mirror for five minutes. And you know, like you're not going to have that kind of time. And right. it's just not something that is necessarily, uh, wrong, but it's, it's all about using your time effectively as you've grown and you've created a family, your priorities have changed. And so I love that you address that. And then going into the calorie thing, that's exactly what I talk about as well is, you know, you want to hit calories and protein and water and movement right throughout the day. Um, those are, those are big deals because you want to be able to recover. You want to make sure you're hitting those calorie goals or below even so slightly. And, and I love that you say it doesn't really matter necessarily how you spend that calorie goal as long as it's spent within that budget. And, uh, and, and that's, that's key as well, because again, if you're trying to be efficient, you want to be the best dad possible, best husband possible, best employee or employer, whatever your role is. Um, you know, you've got to budget your time out and budgeting your, your calories and your nutrition is, is definitely key as well. And then totally. last but not least hitting on that point with, uh, with your, you know, the whole idea of community, man, it's, it's hard to not fall into that lone wolf mentality. I don't know what it is about us men that naturally we just kind of like isolate because we don't, I think it has everything to do with me personally. I think it's, we don't want other men to see our weaknesses uh, mm -hmm. for some reason. I don't know why that is because the guys that I'm most comfortable with, um, I have suffered in the mountains and I'm usually behind them because I'm carrying more food in my pack or whatever, I've got more weight. And so I'm usually struggling and they're like mountain goats bounding away. I've gotten comfortable realizing, Hey, this is my role in that friendship. Um, and being able to show that vulnerability or weakness, uh, because they, you know, it allows you to bond better with other, I'm going to just say other men, uh, other people in general, but yeah. other men, when you show that, that, uh, your weakness and you're willing to work on it with other people as well. So community is definitely key. Um, when did you start coming across this idea of, you know, those 15 to 20 minute full body workouts, uh, at home, you know, minimal equipment, when did all of that start for you? Um, you know, in your life in your, in your life in general? Yeah. So, um, it actually started, well, I was into CrossFit before, um, we had kids. And so I was in, I, I've done everything. I did the P90X bodybuilding splits, um, you know, insanity, you know, all the beach body programs, you know, all pulling out all the workouts from the men's health magazines and men's fitness magazines and doing all that. So I've done all of that. Um, I wasn't always in great shape though. I just want to like caveat that. Like I was, I was, you know, I struggled with weight and fitness my whole life in elementary school and middle school and high school. Um, and even I, even when I was in the army, I, I was like not, the fittest of all the guys who were there. Like I was definitely by far, like not the fittest at all. And then when I got out of the army, I ended up gaining like 40 pounds or so. Um, so I just want to like caveat, like I wasn't a fitness junkie. It was that when I realized I was 40 pounds overweight, that's when I got into it. I was like, I have to do something about this. So I got into it. I started teaching myself about it and then um, eventually gateway into the CrossFit space. And I never actually belonged to a CrossFit gym or anything like that. I was just, but I, but I love the um, CrossFit met methodology and the idea around sort of like, you know, functional fitness and the intersection between like, you know, running athletes and 
lifting athletes and gymnasts and like where does that all intersect and that's true fitness and so i just like really loved the crossfit methodology so i taught myself about it and then i ended up getting certified you know crossfit level one and i still never belonged to a crossfit gym but um so i was doing those kinds of workouts but not because at a, not in my home i was doing them at the gym or around the block whatever but then when we had our first kid um, my wife would, you know, I was like, I wasn't going to be able to go to the gym, you know, with a newborn at home. My wife was going to be like, yeah, go to the gym. I just sit here trying to figure out why this baby's not stopping crying and all that. So she would go nurse the baby. And I, I was like, I need to do something or otherwise I'm going to get fat. I'm going to lose my, all my gains and all that stuff. So I would, when she would go nurse the baby, I would do like 10 rounds of like 10 push ups and 20 air squats. And I would just do that. And it was like just 10 minutes of work, but I would be like drenched. I would have like a light coat of sweat on my chest and everything, my face. And I'd go back to the room to get my wife water or something. She'd be like, were you working out? I'm like, no, nah, babe, nah, nah, you know, nothing. And uh, and I'm like, wow, that was really like, you know, it, it scratched the itch. It, it wasn't like a full hour long back squat session at the gym, but it was enough. And then I bought a pair of 30 pound dumbbells and I started doing like, you know, 10 thrusters followed by 10 kettlebell swings and then 10 thrusters and then 10 kettlebell swings just for 10 minutes while my wife was nursing the baby. And again, I was like, this is really good. But then the baby got into like a little groove, you know, six months, seven months. And then I was able to start going back to the gym again. So I didn't really think too much about the home workouts anymore. But then baby number two came and then out of necessity, everything came back to a screeching halt. But this is when I, like when baby number two came, I started recording the workouts and I was like, other guys need to see that you can get into a great shape or you can maintain your shape or get a good workout in 10 or 15 minutes. So I just started recording them and uploading them on Instagram under a different name. I did, I think it was just my own name. And my wife was like, oh, you should call it Dad Bod Wad. That'd be funny. And I was like, oh, that's actually a pretty cool name. So I changed it to Dad Bod Wad. And I just started posting these daily workouts with no intention. I wasn't like offering coaching. I wasn't selling products. I wasn't selling t-shirts. I was just like, other guys need to see this. And I just started posting some workouts. And eventually, then the pandemic happened. And when the pandemic happened and everything came to a screeching halt and everybody was working out from home, I think people just started finding my account and I was already posting home workouts at the time. And so it just sort of like snowballed from there. That's outstanding. You know, and I, I think it's, it's funny that, uh, the way I love hearing kind of origin stories of things like this, because it's not necessarily something that you sat down. And I think a lot of people think that businesses or, uh, whatever it is, content that you want to put out there has to be, you sit down and you map it out and you plan it a hundred percent. Like it just came out of necessity for you. And then you were like, well, I want to share this with others. It wasn't, I'm, I'm going to try and sell this and I'm going to do this and that. It was, I want to help other people, which I think the best, and from what I, my experience anyway, the best communities and the best businesses are built out of genuinely wanting to help other people. Because like you said, you, you knew you weren't the only dad that was having to quit the gym so that you could be a better dad and a better husband when your wife was at home with the kids. Um, you know, that's definitely something that, that is a huge deal, uh, for sure for a lot of men. And I love also too, that you brought up your goals, you know, what are your goals? And, you know, again, going back to when you're 20, maybe you're wanting to get the biggest pump that day and you're wanting to look cool in a tank top and, uh, all these things. But now as a dad, what you're wanting to do is teach health and fitness to your kids. You're wanting to be healthy so that you can walk around, you can protect, provide and preside in your home. And by doing so, you're leading from the front. You're setting that example and maintaining a level of fitness so that you can go out and play with your kids. Uh, you can tie your own shoe without getting out of out of breath. Uh, you can go hiking if you want to go hiking. You can carry your children when they get tired because that never happens, right? Uh, but you know, things like that is is what you want. That your goals changed basically is what it comes down to. And and people need to understand that there's nothing wrong with. CrossFit, there's nothing wrong with bodybuilding. There's nothing wrong with all of those types of training. It's just a matter of what are your goals and does that training fit your goals at this time? And so I, I love that you bring that up. You know, you want to maintain a level of fitness that allows you to not lose everything, but you're also not going to step on stage tomorrow and look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. So just what your goals are. That's a great question to ask people. Um, so at the time, I mean, you were working, uh, you said you, you just barely finished at, in education. So you were working in education. Uh, why did you choose education as kind of a career path to begin with? 
Well, <clears throat> I think when I was a kid, I always thought teaching was kind of cool. Like I was like, it's it, I, I couldn't do the corporate thing. I knew I could not sit in an office and that I couldn't just like wear a shirt and tie like every day or suit and tie every day. Like I knew that. I was like, I was into punk rock growing up, into grunge, Nirvana. Like I was like, I don't want to be one of these corporate, you know, shells. I need to, I need to be, you know, something cooler, but I also don't want to just, you know, be, um, you know, a bum either, but teaching felt like a happy medium. Cause it was like, it felt a lot more casual, right. You're working with, you're hanging out with kids. You're, 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 it's like, you're telling cool jokes and I loved history. And so I was like, I'm going to be a history teacher. And like, I already love history. I'm going to teach American history. It's going to be awesome. And then I joined the military and I, you know, did two combat tours in Iraq. And so when I came home, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go back and finish that degree and go teach. And so I kind of always just wanted to teach and um, wanted to teach history in particular. Um, I, I guess, like, you know, I, I like teaching. I like coaching. You know, I like when I learn something, I like sharing it right away with somebody else. You know, like not not out of like a look what I know, but like, hey, this was so helpful for me. It might be helpful for you. Right. And uh, so the American story has just always been really cool to me. Like, I'm not really that into like world history and stuff, but like the, the you know, just like the American story. So that's why I was really interested in teaching U.S. history. And then I eventually became a, a middle school vice principal, um, which came in, you know, which was fun in its own right, but it was different. And I was coaching teachers, though. And that was really cool. And that actually taught me a lot about coaching in general, like coaching different styles of people and getting people on board on their like one mission, one vision, you know, like various kinds of people. So that was really interesting, too. Um, and then, yeah. No, I think that that's outstanding. So you, you go into the military, which again, is a, it's an act of service. So you're serving there, you serve two tours, which is, I mean, that's more than a lot of people are going to see in their entire life, what you were going through. And then yeah. you left, you finished your degree. So you came back and, and finished, and then you went on to, to continue serving. So this is, seems like a constant theme in your life where you enjoy serving. So maybe, maybe it, that's why you have three girls, you know, <laughs> you're that special, you're that special man that you can, uh, you can, you can take that on and, and serve because it, it, it just, it blows my mind that that's really been your whole life. Maybe not as a teenager or whatever, but, um, you know, you've always been in service roles. So then you went in and I don't, again, I don't know many kids that think, Oh man, I want to be a teacher. Like I don't, it just doesn't, that doesn't click with a lot of people where they sit there and think, Oh, I want to be a teacher. But then you got to help kids. And then you went on from that and you got to help teachers as a vice principal. Um, and then, so kind of talk to us a little bit as to you, you fulfilled those roles and then you kind of hit a point where you were like, all right, I've done what I can do here. Um, and, and walk us through the next steps to where you built out dad bod wad to the point where you were comfortable letting your nine to five go and doing this full time. Yeah. So again, serendipitously, and I hate to say that like COVID was a blessing because I know it's impacted so many people in a, in a way. So I don't, you know, I don't want to, I want to say that, you know, very thoughtfully, but what happened is in March of 2020, first of all, I was dying at school. Like, you know, like the kids were out of, it was, it was just really, really, it was getting, it was getting I just needed a break. Like we had teachers quitting and I was covering for them and kids were out of control. And, you know, March, 2020 hat couldn't have come like at a better time. And I know how that sounds, but they shut down the schools and I was like, great, we're going to get like a week break or a two week break. I really could use this break right now. And it ended up being like, obviously what a 12 month break or whatever it was. So, and because uh, the the way the I, you know we live in New York City, so the way the pandemic was, the narrative here in New York City was insanity. You could hear ambulances twenty four seven. You know, like thousands and thousands of people were being hospitalized. So my wife and I, we left the city for like six months. We just rented a house upstate New York, which is in the mountains in the Catskills, and um, we stayed there for six months. And because schools were shut down and everything was remote, I was able to just focus more on on just promoting dad bod wad. And again, I didn't have, my, sorry, my daughter just walked in. I didn't have a specific, okay. I didn't have a specific um, goal yet. I wasn't coaching. I wasn't offering coaching online or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, but it had allowed me to just start promoting uh, the, the working on the, on, on, sorry, working on Instagram more, which was awesome. And so every day I just started posting on, on social media and, um, 
And then enough people were asking like, hey, do you offer coaching? And at first I was resistant. I was like, no, not really. I don't think so. But then enough people were asking where I was like, you know what? Yes, I do. I do offer coaching. And so I started coaching a couple of people online and it started to build and it started to build. And I was like telling my wife, I'm like, I think maybe I should quit education. And she's like, no way. You have insurance. We have, you know, a salary. Like you can't, you can't do that. I'm like, but imagine if I just had more time to devote to this thing, it can grow to so much more. It's going to be big, baby. I promise. She's like, no. So then like another year went by, I was still working at the school and, um, and, but, but the dad bod wad thing was still growing and the audience was growing and the clients were growing. And I was like, man, if I just gave it a few more, just even an hour or two extra a day, I can grow this thing. And then I was like, plus we have an, a third baby now. I can take care of her. We don't have to put her in daycare or, or get a nanny. I can stay home. And finally I was like, and then, and then work was getting really crazy and stressful for me too. It was like in education, you know, just in general, like it just, you know, it was, you know, post COVID the, the, the rules were all weird. The kids were out of control because of, you know, they were out of school for the last 18 months. You know, the rules were going mm -hmm. out. You know, the, we weren't allowed to really sort of like discipline students anymore. It was like, you know, was, everything was just upside down. And it was just like, the writing was on the wall that like, I, I should probably leave education before I get canceled. Um, and so I was like, I just told my wife, I'm like, this is it. February of 2022, we went on winter break and I was like, I'm not going back. I'm done. I'm going to go all in on that by what. And she was like, no, don't do it. Like just finish out the year. And I was like, no. And I decided right then and there and I haven't looked back. And fortunately dad, Bad Wad and fortunately fathers and all that, like, you know, the gamble has been paying off so far. So. All right, guys, brief interruption here. I want to give a shout out to the show partners. I absolutely love working with these companies and being able to provide discounts for you as well on gear that I use. I believe in and want you to get in your hands. So of, of course, First Form and First Form Outdoors. Guys, we'd love to have you in the group. Go check it out. And again, the supplements are top of the line, best on the market, and the best tasting have some outstanding flavors. Definitely go check them out. Guys, Alpenfuel, Heather's Choice, those are my go-to backcountry meals. And Black Ovis, guys. Black Ovis right now is running a special if you're checking this out on the week that this podcast launched. Uh, you guys can get some amazing deals for this week. Go check them out. Use the link down below. And on anything else, if you're not listening to this on the week that the 30% the off is live, you can get 10% off and free shipping with code REDBEARD10. All in digiscoping, best digiscoping on the market by far. Initial ascent, best backpacks. You definitely want to get one to carry out those heavy loads and packs of meat. A3 Archery Bowstrings, Cryptech, Kestrel Glassing Systems, Dark Energy for your battery powers that you need in the backcountry, Goruck for your training equipment, apparel, best on the market, guys, I'm telling you, Sheep Feet Custom Orthotics, My Medic Canvas Cutter, that's a new one as well, guys, Code Redbeard, save some money on your order, Affect Beard Oil, Muley Freak Bino Harness, The Game Changer, Bow Hunters United, and of course, Joy Bees. Guys, check out all of these partners of the show. I'd love to get you a discount on any of that. Check it out down below. Now let's get back to our conversation with Kevin. Yeah, no, for sure. That's, you know, that's an outstanding story. And again, I, I love that you bring, so there's so many things that, first off, I love that you, your, your daughter came in just now. That's a prime example of your life in general. I, I, I love that the kind of the raw, you know, your daughter needs a snack and this is, you're there for, right. Um, that's outstanding. And then on top of that, the fact that you bring your wife into these decisions and you didn't just say, uh, Hey babe, I quit yesterday. We're going to do this. Like you, you actually involved her in the conversations. Cause that's a big deal too, that I feel like a lot of men don't understand whether it goes to like a lot of my audience goes and hunts and, and a lot of the people that I hang out with, they don't actually, I don't, I can't think of any of the guys that I hang out with that none of them complain about their wives at hunt camp. All of them are very happily married and enjoy the conversations and talk highly of their spouses, which tells me I'm surrounded myself by a good group of individuals. But you do hear people that complain about their wives and how their wives let them go hunting and things like that. And to me, it's all about the communication piece where what 
you know, what are you communicating with your spouse? And so that translates into what you were talking about, where she's got worries and anxieties as well, because you're the main breadwinner. You've got insurance. There's so many things that go into this decision that it's not just, well, quit and work harder and you'll make it happen. Like you've been building this out for years and then you were able to present it almost like a going into a business meeting because your, your spouse is your partner in your family business. And, uh, and she's going to have to be supportive in certain ways. So you have to partner up and discuss that. So I love that you bring that up, that you, you pitched it to her. Um, you used her idea for the name of the channel and then you pitched to her the going full time. And then you had this plan, like all of these things are awesome. I think they're all golden nuggets for people that are listening. You should definitely pay attention to this, whether it's you're starting your own business, you're going hunting, uh, whatever it is, clear communication with your spouse and then proving yourself to your spouse. Cause that's something you were doing too, is you were consistently posting, training people, showing her that money was being brought in, things like that. You weren't just dropping it on her last minute. You were being consistent and, and proving yourself in a way to her that you could still provide for the family in the way that y'all need it. So all of those things are outstanding. Thank you, man. Um, just wanted to do a quick check. Can you still yeah. hear me? Oh yeah. Yeah, we're good. Okay, cool. Just double checking. Yeah, no, you're good. So when you, when you stopped, I mean, you obviously train people now you stopped working your official nine to five, um, you know, and, and everyone knows. And, and, and I also do want to kind of highlight what you were saying. Yes, it's COVID was definitely a stressful, uh, moment in time for a lot of people, but, um, I feel like also, uh, there's a lot of things that you're talking about that I've noticed with a lot of companies that have grown in the last couple of years is that they took COVID and they took that opportunity to provide services to help people, uh, during that time. And they have exploded over the last couple of years. Um, and, and what you do is you provide that level of fitness, which is, has obviously been proven time and time again, that your fitness plays a direct role in your, your health. And then also, of course, dealing with, with COVID or any other viruses that are out there. Um, your health is a direct correlation with how well you handle those viruses in the majority of cases. And so yes. what, I guess, when, when guys come to you and want to talk to you about health and fitness, uh, I guess, walk us through kind of maybe a a first call. So guys listening right now can kind of get that understanding. And then if they want to reach out to you and get some training, assuming that you're still offering your openings (laughs) and things like that, um, what would a first phone call sound like or a first meeting with this individual? Well, the first thing is we want to know, like, what are your goals? Like, what are you trying to achieve? Right. Are you trying to like lose 20 pounds, lose 50 pounds, uh, like, what is it that, you, that you're trying to achieve? That's the first thing we want to know. And then I also want to know, like, where do you feel like you're getting stuck right now? Is it primarily with your nutrition? Is it with your habits, your mindset? Is it with, you know, a uh, lack of working out? Like, where do you feel like you're getting stuck? And then I'm also curious about, like, well, what have you tried so far? Right? Have you tried keto, fasting, CrossFit, Orange Theory, Pina and the X? Like, what are all the things you've tried? Because if you've tried nothing, that's gonna, you know, that's gonna inform like what we should be trying. Or if you've tried like everything and maybe you have an athletic background, that's like great. So then we know what we can do with you, right? Um, and then really, it's like, uh, you know, what we also want to know, like, what kind of support are you looking for? Like, are you looking for a personal chef to come wake you up in the morning and make you work out? Or what kind of support are you looking for? And then finally, the last thing that we want to know is like, and like, do you feel like you're in a place in your life where you could actually commit to this right now? Um, You know, like some people, it's not important for them. And for some people, it's like, yes, it is. I just got a scary diagnosis from the doctor and like, I have to do this, right? So it's now or never. And then one of the first things that we do is we do a, a goal setting call where we go really deep on your goals to go from like, Um, take your goals from like a should, like I should eat healthier. I should work out more often to like a must, like I must achieve this thing. Like I, this is non-negotiable. And the way we do that is sort of like by, by, I always say that your, your, your GPS on your phone is only as effective as you are clear on the destination. Meaning if you were to just type store in your Google maps, like where might you end up the 3000 stores in your location? 
I would say you get more specific. It's like food stores. Like, great, what kind? Like pet food, supermarket, fast food. Like, what kind of food are you looking for? It's like, well, supermarkets. Like, great, there are three supermarket chains in your area. Which one do you want to go to? Whole Foods. Great, there are two Whole Foods locations in your area. Which one do you want to go to? I want to go to the Whole Foods in downtown on 3rd Avenue. Perfect. Now your GPS is going to spit out the step-by-step directions. It's going to tell you how long it's going to take to get there. And if you make a wrong turn, it's going to reroute you back on track and then re-estimate your time, right? And that's the same thing that we can do when you're crystal clear on your goals. Like, I want to get in shape. I want to lose weight versus like, I want to be 180 pounds by Christmas, right? And it's like, great. I know how to do that. I don't know how to get you in shape. I don't know how to get you healthy but I know how to help you lose 20 pounds by Christmas. Like that I know how to do. And so when we get crystal clear on your goals first, then, you know, everything else starts to fall in place. I love it. That's awesome. And it's, it's so true when you have a, a clear and concise role or goal that you're looking to, to achieve, um, it's easier to stay focused and stay maintained because, you know, you have a wide path with a bunch of different options that you can turn down and then you've got that more narrow path that will get you directly to where you need to be. So that is definitely, definitely helpful for a lot of people. And you've had a lot of success training guys um, and helping them out and uh, making sure that they're able to achieve their specific goals. Because again, it's not a, I mean, you can go online and type in your height, body weight, and what weight you're trying to get to. And someone will spit out a, you know, a, a generic meal plan and, um, you know, whatever, but that's very generic and it doesn't really work for everyone. And and what they're getting from you is something very personalized and will definitely get the results because you're getting an accountability partner, someone you have to report to, which again, there's a quote and I'm going to end up butchering it, but it's one of my favorite quotes where, uh, it's basically, um, when you measure success, it's exponentially greater. Basically, if you, if you measure it and report it, it's exponentially greater. And so having those measurable results and then reporting it to someone or a group of individuals, uh, you will find a lot more success than if you just try and go it alone, going back to that whole lone wolf mentality. Um, it works for a little bit of time. Motivation is cool. It's fun. Uh, it's, it's great to hear things like David Goggins and Jocko growling in your ear, telling you to suck it up buttercup and get better. Um, you know, things like that are there, they get you off the couch, but it doesn't keep you going long-term. If you want something long-term, if you want to go fast, this is another quote too, I'm throwing them all out here. If you want to go fast, go alone, but if you want to go far, go together. So you find a group that's heading in that direction and they'll be able to lift you up when you're down. You'll be able to lift them up when they're down, et cetera. So I love that you created that community, um, for dads and then, you know, something else too. How was it getting out of the city for six months? Did you guys enjoy that? I mean, you're back in the city, so I assume you like the city, but, uh, you know, how was getting out of the city? Yeah, the city, the you know, we love the city, but, um, I, I told my wife, I tell my wife often, like, I think that, um, that, uh, that was probably the best time of my life. Um, because, you know, we were just with our family, like by ourselves in the woods, right. In the mountains. Um, and so that was awesome. Um, but yeah, you know, the whole, the whole experience was great. Just like having, you know, fresh air and nature and a back backyard and all that stuff was really, really awesome. So, um, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know if we could do it long-term because we don't know like what else is out there. You know what I mean? Um, like my wife and I are both from the city Mm -hmm. and so it's, it's, it's a little difficult to, to like imagine, but, but yeah, I mean, it would be, It'd be nice to have like a separate, like a second house or something out there. Yeah. Yeah. Like a cabin you could retreat to or whatever and go enjoy exactly. time with the family. I, I definitely agree with that. It's, uh, you know, getting outside is, is, and, and having that time away from any kind of city is definitely a, a big deal. It's a good reset. And, uh, also being able to work remote, you know, that's nice that you guys can go and go on vacation. You can work from home, you can work here and there and, and still be able to do what you need to do, um, you know, at night when the kids are in bed or whatever it is that you, your plan yeah. is. So that, that's pretty awesome. So what are some, what are some things that you, I guess, outside of training people, you know, what are some of your passions? What are some things that you enjoy doing outside of being a dad and a husband and training other dads? Yeah. I mean, um, music, I love music, man. 
Um, you know, I, I, I grew up listening to music and playing music, playing guitar. Now, I, I mean, I still play the guitar, but not so much for like myself. Like now it's like ABCs, Wheels on the Bus, you know, those hits um, for the kids and stuff like Rafi and the Wiggles. Um, but yeah, music and really just kind of like, uh, I don't know, man, I'm, like, like most of my time is spent on this because like, I really enjoy it, you know? So whether it's like uh, writing programs or checking in with clients, you know, w- working on social media stuff, helping other people with their social media. Um, like that's really like my, my bread and butter. I can't say like I'm a big TV fan, you know, I'm not like into, it's, it's difficult for me to get really in, in, in invested in Netflix series. Cause then I get like too emotionally invested in the characters and I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want to get, you know, invested in characters. Um, you know, so yeah, I would say the big thing is like, um, love listening to music, um, and playing the guitar for the kids and really just like, really just this, the, the social media coaching, like this is like what I spend most of my time doing. I really enjoy it. That's outstanding. And then I guess I, I want to ask about being a, a girl dad. Um, what are some things that you would say that you would highlight for men out there that have daughters, especially nowadays where, you know, it technology is so great for your example. I mean, you are using uh, technology to an extent that where I feel like it should be, whether it be social media, the internet, email, et cetera, you're using it as a tool to build a community. It can also be the opposite where it can tear people down, cause a lot of uh, comparison, especially for our young women out there uh, that are growing up, you know, they go on Instagram and they're overwhelmed by people that have this perfect look and uh, there's filters everywhere. There's, you don't know what's real, what's not. Um, you know, so many things that happen behind the scenes that they, you don't think about, you just look at, or at least what I've heard from, uh, at least my older daughter anyway, she's like, you know, there's so many things out there that look better than me or their lives are better or this or that. And we have to unplug for a minute, you know, and, and, and help her realize, Hey, look around you in real life, what's going on. So what are some tips, you know, nowadays for, you being a dad for other dads out there that you would recommend as being a, a girl dad, especially. Yeah. I mean, it, it, that is really difficult. Um, I think, you know, in terms of like the, like the, like the self-esteem and all that, I mean, I don't know, like we, you know, my wife and I are really conscious about not highlighting too much. We don't talk about ourselves. Like I think that's like the number one thing that a lot of parents have to really start with is like yourself, like, you know, when you're like, oh, I shouldn't be eating this cookie or, ooh, daddy ate too much. I'm, I'm really feeling it today. Or like, man, I really need to start working out. Like I really need to, man, this gut is getting big, right? Like if you're talking about that aloud in front of your kids, like it's implanting those messages already in their heads. Like, wait, should I be worried about that, about myself? Like, should I not be having that cookie? Should I be worried about my belly size? Should I, and I, I, I didn't notice your belly before, but now I'm noticing your belly. Oh, and I'm also noticing belly on my friends. I'm also noticing belly on my sister, right? Like, like, so, you know, we try not to talk about weight and health, which is really, really difficult because like it's my job, right? So like my daughters, you know, sometimes like when I'm, even when I'm having like check-ins with my clients, I'll go to another room because I don't want them to sort of like hear me just talking about weight and cookies and fitness all day long. Um, so like, that's the number one thing that my wife and I like, you know, we don't necessarily like label foods as bad or good. Like we have, you know, like, you know, we just like say like, you know, they're, better choices that you can make. And you should, you know, like all food provides energy. It's just a matter of like, what kind of like, whether it's like good energy or like uh, enough energy, like a cookie is going to give you a burst of energy, but it's not like going to be sustainable energy, right? Like, you know, like, like whole foods will keep your belly fuller or longer. If you just eat cookies for breakfast, you're going to be hungry in an hour, right? So we try to like teach them that way, but we still have cookies all the time and dessert all the time and ice cream all the time. And, you know, but, but we don't, we're not, we're, we're trying not to sort of like make it a thing for the kids. You know, we tell them they're beautiful every day. They're pretty every day. They're perfect the way they are. And they see us moving. Right. So then they, they do it themselves. We don't push it on them, but they want to do gymnastics. They want to do dance and, or, or they'll start randomly doing burpees and say, look, I'm being like daddy. Or, you know, they want to pedal on the bike and like <laughs> spin like their mom does. You know what I mean? So like, 
that's like the big thing is like just set the example by also not highlighting certain like if you're on a diet dads out there listening and you're like oh man i shouldn't be having the second piece of pizza or whatever it's like just stop saying that stuff because then your kids are going to be like what, what why is why is my dad being weird about food and should i be weird about food you know what i mean exactly yeah and and i don't think that people realize how much that their kids absorb through actions along with words but more so your actions uh you know there's there's a lot of of people out there that will say well i don't know why my kid acts this way and when you look at their kid you're like well i could almost guarantee you i know how your your house is going you know not always not 100% of the time but you know if your kid's wanting to be on their screen all the time or if your kid is yelling and arguing all the time um you know, very few exceptions. It's the kids just natural behavior. Most of the time it's because that's what they see emulated at home. Uh, if the kid is active and wanting, and even knows what a pushup is or a burpee or squats or whatever, um, you know, that's something that you could tell that the, the parents are doing that because the kids are watching it. So like, for example, last night we were filling the sandbags, um, got some, some more sandbags from go ruck and, uh, and I had the kids helping me with it, you know, and we got one or one or two of them that the kids can use, you know, the little 20 pounders and the 10 pounders that the kids can, can use because they were asking me about it. Like, dad, why are you using this? What is this for? So I was helping them fill their own sandbags. And so, um, you know, stuff like that, encouraging those behaviors as well, uh, that are, that are good, you know, not just always saying no, this and no that, but, but encouraging positively on the behaviors that you want the kids to to do um that's definitely a big deal as well so well, yeah, yeah being, and, and, man being a being a dad oh go ahead no uh, what i was gonna say is you you your kid when they go to college they could either do the freshman 15 thing right or they you know and they could stress eat they could drink and all that stuff when they're when they're feeling nervous or feeling insecure about who they are or to decompress, they'll go for runs and their friends will be like, why are you, why are you going for a run? That's so weird. And it's like, I don't know. My dad used to just run. We used to run on the weekends. It was really fun. It cleared my head. And I just like, I still like doing it. Right. Um, you know, and like that, that's what I mean by like, when I say you can create a legacy of health and fitness, I literally mean that like you can change the, the trajectory of your family for generations to come because more often than not, like is chronic illness, hereditary is heart disease hereditary is diabetes and obesity hereditary and genetics like yeah of course to an extent there's a predisposition but more often than not it's the habits and the lifestyle that gets passed down from generation to generation to generation and the other thing i say about like working out at home versus working out in the gym is like if you work out in the gym you're 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 missing an opportunity to model what fitness looks like for your children they know that you go to a gym to work out they don't see it though. So you come home with, with like a sweaty shirt, you look a little jacked, but they don't know what you did. And so when, the, when it's their turn to go into a gym, they're going to be overwhelmed. They're going to be intimidated. There's going to be like, I don't know how to use this machine. I don't know the first thing about working out versus like when you see your dad just doing pushups and burpees in the garage, well, when it's your turn to get fit or when it's their turn to get fit, they'll be like, well, I don't really know, but I know I can do pushups and burpees in the garage. I know I can go run around the block. Like it, it makes fitness a little bit more accessible than this elusive, like this is a thing that happens in a gym with big, scary machines mm -hmm. that I don't know anything about because my dad never taught me versus like, oh yeah, I know how to do pull-ups. I know how to do push-ups. I've seen my dad do it a thousand times. Yep, exactly. Exactly. It's uh and people always want to talk about changing their family trees, changing future generations with money, which is definitely something you want to do as well. Make sure that you're, you're teaching your kids the financial goals. Uh, you're talking them through budgets and things like that as they get appropriate age. Uh, but changing it health-wise is just as important, if not more important, than you know finances. If you can yeah. do both that's outstanding. But health okay. is definitely something that you want to teach your kids uh, through example. And then as they start asking questions, uh, you know, encouraging those questions, not getting frustrated when they interrupt your workout, if you're working out at home, but say explaining why you're doing what you're doing or why you're sweaty or whatever. And, and then they'll more than likely want to join you. I, I've noticed that in many things that I do, whether it be archery or podcast, you know, I'll come in here sometimes and the kids will have the microphone down messing around with it because they, they <laughs> want to be like that, 
you know? Right. And, uh, and, and there's, they, they take videos they, uh, they asked me to take pictures of them because they see me recording stuff all the time that <laughs> I do and they think it's cool. And so when they do something cool, they want to record it. Uh, they want to see what it looked like. And so, you know, they, they really do emulate a lot of things that, that we do, whether we notice it or not. And so definitely paying attention to the way that we move um, is something that is, is, is super important. And I, I definitely yeah. encourage that as well to, to anyone totally. out there listening. So, um, if someone were, I guess, to get started today, like we'll just put it in a, a typical dad scenario that you come across, uh, maybe with people that reach out to you where they want to lose 15, 20 pounds. They want to be able to go on walks and play at the park with their kids or whatever it is that their goals are. Um, what is the first thing movement wise that you generally recommend for someone that has the average experience at a gym? Uh, maybe they did bro splits as a 20 year old, like what you were saying, but um, nothing too intense, no CrossFit experience. Um, and they have about 30 minutes a day that they can work out. Uh, yeah. what would you recommend? I would say one of the, one of the main things is, um, a, a workout that we do inside of our program called the one hundreds workout. And it's 10 rounds of 10 pushups and 10 squats. And you could do this, um, you know, in like 10 minutes. And like I said, it was one of the first workouts that I did when, when my wife had her first starting and, um, literally just like doing some like 10 pushups followed by 10 squats. And if you could just do that for 10 rounds and if you can't do it for 10 rounds, you can only do it for five rounds. That's cool. Or if you can't do 10 pushups and you can only do five pushups, that's cool. The point is, is like a simple regimen of pushups and air squats is going to go a long way. You don't need dumbbell lat pull down things you don't need heavy weights like literally push-ups and squats just upper body and lower body and it's going to go a long way that's awesome again simple don't need any equipment and uh, just get out and move just move your body and uh you know do you i guess with it being dad bod wad do you what do you do as far as mobility goes because that's something that i know for me i used to get uh mobility mixed up with stretching. I am not a flexible person and right. I learned quickly that I could get a lot more benefit out of focusing on mobility versus just straight the hamstring stretch, the you know the quad stretch, all those things. Um my mobility has allowed me to do more and feel better um than any kind of stretching did. So do you guys encourage mobility in your training? And if so, um, what are some, I guess, maybe two of the main mobility features that you highlight? So <clears throat> I have to be honest, like I'm terrible about stretching and, and all that stuff. I think I worked a little bit more on my mobility when I was younger, like perfecting the squat, right? The, you know, getting into a good position in the squat, getting to good positions in deadlifts and all that stuff. Like that, I was I was a little bit more focused on that stuff when I was younger, and now I think because it's like, like it's ingrained in like what I what I do, I don't think about it as much, um, and I certainly don't really stretch either. I don't spend a lot of time stretching before before a workout. I literally maybe just spend like five minutes, not even five minutes, like two minutes stretching. And um, there's a stretch called like the world's greatest stretch, where it's like you sort of like. Well, I do, I do a couple of things. I do almost like a, like a yoga vinyasa where it's like, you know, I do like an upward dog and a downward dog. And then like the world's greatest stretch is sort of like you get into like a runner's pose and you kind of just like, you know, you reach up with your left arm and then you twist and you reach up with your right arm. Um, but I honestly don't really spend that much time stretching um, anymore, but we do in our programs, we do, we, we do write out stretching for each of the workouts and all that stuff. Cause I know not everybody needs that. I mean, not everybody can just jump into a workout. But yeah, like I think just like doing a light jog for warming up, anything that's like sort of like um, dynamic warming up, like I'll do a couple of pushups, a couple of jump squats or a couple of air squats. And then I'll even take the, like if I'm doing a weighted workout that day, I'll take um, some some of the weights and I'll just do a few reps of the weight just to, just to like, okay, I'm doing shoulder presses today. So, or I'm doing thrusters today. So I'll do a few shoulder presses just to warm up. And then I'm like, okay. Now I'm just going to do this workout and I'll, the, the, the one or the first two rounds or so will sort of be like my warm up, and then I'll like start ramping it up and I'll just keep going. Yeah, no, for sure. That's awesome. And it's just something that I know. And you say you, you work it in with your, your workouts and everything. So, you know, I know for me personally, um, 
one thing that I was noticing, and this is for just sitting down in a chair for a long time, is your hip flexors get really tight. And and I was thinking I was having lower back pain. And I went to a chiropractor and he was doing some internal and external rotation on just my legs. He was like, okay, your external rotation is pretty good. It's in the it's in the higher good range. Um, he said, then he goes to internal rotation and he was like, stop resisting me. And I was like, I'm, I'm not doing anything. And he was like, this is awful. He was like, you're at like a five degree internal rotation. I need you at least 20. And I was like, oh, well, that makes sense why my back hurts and why my squats aren't at the where I want them to be. And so, uh, you know, that's something that I've started applying into my basically daily routine. Um, kind of like what you were saying, just a few minutes. But again, it's those small yeah. investments of of time over an extended period of time. Just like with with finances where they say, oh, we'll just take a small chunk of into savings or investments or whatever. You take a small chunk of your time every day from your workout and you in, incorporate these mobility or your small chunk of your day for your hundreds, yeah. you know, uh, workout that you're recommending it over time, it will pay dividends, huge, huge amounts for, for guys out there. So, um, I guess, is there anything that you, that we haven't brought up that you would like to highlight for dads out there listening or, uh, for anyone, you know, as far as fitness or home life or anything like that, that you'd like to highlight for people out there? No, I would say the main thing is without getting too doom and gloom is most guys think that they have infinite time, right? And most people think that, you know, when you're in your fifties, that's a midlife. And I want to say the average life expectancy in the United States is around 77 for men. So if you're already in your 30s and 40s, that's midlife if you're lucky, okay? Like, it's not 50. It's not 55. It's not 60. Now is midlife. If you're lucky, you're going to get to 77, 72, 79, right? And so, like, stop feeling as if you have infinite time where you could just keep kicking the can down the road or... or it's not a good time now. My kids are, are, are young, so I can't work out. Well, they're going to be older and you can't work out. Then they're going to be in college and you're going to be too old to work. So it's like there's never going to be a right time, first of all. There's always going to be a busy season in your life. Your work is busy. Your wife is asking you for this. I'm thinking about buying a house. We just bought a house. We're thinking about having another kid. We just had another kid. Like It's never going to be perfect opportunity to just like prioritize your health and fitness. And two, you don't really have infinite amount of time. And I don't mean to be doing gloom, but it's like, you know, if you're in your, if you're 35, that's already midlife. <laughs> so let's get on it. Exactly. I think that's a good, good thing to highlight. And I, I definitely don't, I don't think that that's doom and gloom at all. I think that's very, uh, just realistic. People need to get out of there, out of the clouds thinking that, you know, your midlife crisis is in your fifties when you go and buy the brand new Lamborghini or Corvette or whatever, and you go do a bunch of crazy things. Um, you know, prep now. And even if you're in your twenties, just get that investment going. Start now rather than later. Um, I want to be that 50, 60 year old that's out there with my grandkids out running them on the mountain. I want to go out there and, you know, my goals are to be out there and just to, to be the best dad, grandpa, and then hopefully great grandpa possible. Those are my, my biggest, uh, goals in, in life for me personally. So definitely recommend that guys. Uh, well, first off, Kevin, thanks again so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, for those people out there that want to find you, um, where can they find you to get some training and, uh, and connect with you? Yeah. I mean, Instagram is the best place. Dad bod underscore wad W O D just means work out of the day. I know it's a silly name. Um, so dad bod wad or forging elite just forging elite or dad bod wad on Instagram is the best place to find me. Perfect. All right, guys, I'm going to leave that link down below. So or those links down below? So you guys can find Kevin, get some training from him, get some tips, start investing in your health today if you haven't already. And if you have, why not try and switch up your workouts? Why not try and switch up the training just a little bit so you can hit your goals even better than what you're wanting to do? Check out Kevin's stuff over at Dad Bod Wad. He's got a cool name, but he's also got the work to back it up. So uh, thanks again, Kevin, so much for your time. And like I say, guys, always get out, live your life and love it. 
All right, guys, that was such an outstanding conversation. I love learning from Kevin and what he's learned to do in the city with very minimal equipment and being able to maximize the time that he has to work out so that he can be the best dad and husband and individual, best version of himself possible with the most minimal amount of equipment and time necessary. So I'm gonna leave the links down below for you to check out Kevin's stuff, basically all his pages, uh, what he will provide for you, what we discussed here on the podcast. Thanks so much to Kevin for coming on. Also guys, wanna give you that reminder that if you're listening to this podcast, while the live is for 30% off uh, Black Ovis, definitely go check out that sale. Use the link down below, go save some money, get your last minute gear. If you're not listening to this while that 30% off is live, use code REDBEARD10 and you're still going to save some money, get free shipping on your next order from Black Ovis. And of course, First Form and First Form Outdoors would love to have you in the Facebook group. Let them know Redbeard sent you. The link is down below. And best supplements on the market, guys. If you need anything, reach out to me, email, send me a message on Instagram. I'd love to hop on the phone with you walk you through some things that you're wanting to look at and uh, how we can best help fill any gaps that you have in your nutritional needs. With that being said, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. If you haven't yet, follow, subscribe on the YouTube channel as well. Leave a review. It takes very little of your time and it is free and it helps the show more than anything, guys. So thank you so much for your support. Hope you enjoyed this one. And of course, get out live your life and love it.